Growth happens in the challenging and messy parts of life. I never want to stop learning and growing uh, to, to be stretched as a person. Gosh, I believe we grow best in relationship with others, and it's important to never lose sight of the human sitting in front of me. You know, my hope is to always have the hard conversations well. And we need to do a better job of holding space for each other. Asking the difficult questions is important, but I want to do it in a way that has genuine humility and curiosity. One of my favorite phrases is the staying power. And at the end of the day, I want to know that I did that. We need more nuanced dialogue to keep learning. And a part of that is we really need to get better at listening. We are two unique female professionals and friends that have come together to have meaningful conversations and a little fun along the way. Welcome to the Arable Podcast, where curious minds grow. I'm your host, Jenna Mountain. And I'm your other host, Kimberly Galindo. Okay, friend. Today, we're going to share some what tips, tricks, life hacks for human flourishing. This is the episode that if you know anything about us, like if this got randomly sent to you via text message or email, then you probably don't know anything about us. But for anybody who follows us, listens because they know something about us, this is probably the episode that everybody's been waiting for. Probably. Yeah. Knowing what we do. As so. Sex therapist. Yeah, I was about to say, let's tell you a little bit something about, you know, what we do. So we are certified sex therapists mm-hmm. and trauma specialists. And so as counselors, um, we talk about sex a lot. A lot. A lot. And we talk about, uh, and we get the privilege of walking into that sacred space in people's lives and helping it heal and get better and improve and grow and flourish and all that. So we thought... In light of it being February, we should have some fun with this. Yeah. I'm also certified sex educators. And so, I mean, behind that is education, but we really do have a heart for, you know, those, though this is a lighter, more fun type of conversation, you know, we want people to feel informed and educated and there are resources and tools and items out there that are helpful for folks and their sexual intimacy and so we're gonna talk about some of our favorites our favorite our life hacks for fun and then we're gonna do some bonuses at the end yeah since this is sort of our space right absolutely so okay in no particular order (laughs) because we have to say that sometimes it's like it feels like a pressure to rank them. Like to your favorite children. We don't yeah. do that. No, we don't do that. Okay, you're first. Um, my first one is a Bluetooth speaker. I know that those are simple. They're um, like you can. I've gotten them for from promotional things mm-hmm. for free. I mean, they're not new. They're not. Um, can we say a good Bluetooth speaker? Yeah. Like not one that like buzzes and rattles, like the slightest amount of R&B bass is going to put it out. Right. That's yeah. not good. A good one, <laughs> one that you like. Um, point being, it can it can move around. It can be in a different space and room. Um, 
whether that's your bedroom or depending on your life phase. Bonus, your, bonus if it's in the shower or the bathroom. Yeah, they make waterproof ones. Yeah. And you can have them in the bathroom or shower um, because sexual intimacy is a very sensual experience. And so sound is a part of that. Music is a part of that. I think people pair music and songs with that experience very often and so whatever couples are kind of into um this is you know music is just fun it's great well let's just be honest we all like to believe that there's a soundtrack playing behind our life <laughs> and so this brings I up to life. Sure do, but <laughs> i'm an enneagram four and believe that there's always music playing for every moment not just for sexual intimacy so there's that I love that. No, I think when we talk about all the senses and paying attention to those, like that's a big deal. Yeah. It's just, it's nice. It's fun. Um, and it's helpful if it's portable and, you know, yeah, do we're, yourself all, a favor. we're all using our, our phones and um, there's so many great options out there. You can get really, really elaborate and fancy. You can get very simple. But yeah, to Jenna's point, make sure it's a good one because if it's rattling. Yeah, and like starts really making that buzzy vibrating like the bass went out on my Bluetooth speaker. <laughs> yeah, it's very distracting. We don't want to do that. We yeah. want it to be more fun. So that's my first one. Okay. My first one is um, a product and brand that I love. Um, and it's going to need a little bit of explanation. <laughs> um, is the sensual sheets by the brand Naked Bed. So, um, uh, we will put, uh, we'll actually put an affiliate link in the show notes for you. Yeah, you guys can get to it. Um, but it is sensualbedding.com. Um, and they make these beautiful, um, sensual sheets. This is actually a company that was, um, uh, co-founded by a certified sex therapist and a mattress protection um, like uh, manufacturer and their buddies. Um, and they're just really good friends in life and um, pursue healthy sexuality, both personally and professionally. And like, just we're like, hey, we've got this really cool opportunity. And so the point of the sensual sheet, um, and they have different sizes um, and they put really cute names to it. It just makes me giggle a little bit, you know, like la lavish luxe or spontaneous <laughs> romance. Um, uh, but these are waterproof, beautiful, satin feeling um, sheets that come in all sorts of um, patterns and colors. They, it, they are really sexy looking. Yeah, they're really Whatever pretty. your version of sexy is. Whatever your version of sexy is. Um, here's why I like these. And I will, I will a little bit like this is, you know, this is why I like it for like personal personality reasons, but this is why like a lot of people could like it. Um, you put these out on your bed, your couch, your carpet, wherever, wherever you are going to have fun and have your sexy time. And it is waterproof. It catches everything. Um, and so I, I know for me, okay, this is where I'm going to talk about me just a little bit. I'm a bit of a princess in the pea sleeper. Like I don't, if my, if, if the sheets get too loose on my bed and start wrinkling <laughs> under my feet, I don't like it. If they start to like pile, like I am like urgent ordering on Amazon like for a new set of sheets because I'll just get emergency sheets and then I'll go to my favorite place to buy sheets. I hate it. Like I, I do not like like crumbs in the bed. I do not like, I mean, none of that stuff. Like I really, I'm a super picky sleeper. 
Okay. And so because of that, I do not have any issues with bodily fluids. I think they're, I think God created us pretty magnificently. However, I can't sleep on it. <laughs> I, can't I can't sleep on it. <laughs> I can't sleep on it. Now, I get it. Get a blanket. Get a towel. Wash the things. That's right. I'm, I'm for those things. I've done those things. Like, I think they're great. Like, I don't think there's a problem with those either. I just think this is so pretty. You know? Like, so to your point, like, if you need a soundtrack for your lovemaking, you also need beautiful, wonderful, sensual sheets that you don't have to, like, clean up so easy. You just throw them in the washer when you're done, and it's like you fold it up and put it in your special little drawer or bedside table or whatever it is when when it's done washing and it's like available like for the next time so it's just this beautiful it makes it feel very romantic very pretty um not just about bodily fluids if you like props and toys and fun and you know all the things which can be super fun and exciting um um, the, the edible things, right? So, like, this is going to catch your syrups and your chocolate dust, your chocolate dust <laughs> and all the fun things. Your edible underwear is all you out there. <laughs> you know you're out there. You know you're out there. Um, this actually prevents any of that from getting on. Again, wherever you wherever you throw it and toss it, um, your bed, your couch, your floor, whatever it is. So, I think they're beautiful. I think um, I will also say this to uh, a lot of companies that sell props and toys and things um, sometimes can get uh, can their advertising and marketing cannot always be friendly for all lifestyles. I, I will say I love Naked Bed because they have made their their marketing and advertising very tasteful um, for those who, you know, that keeps sex sacred for them. So. I just, I'm a big fan of this. Yeah. And I think, yeah, for a lot of people, and you and I know this because of the work we do and the conversations we have with people, um, one, just in general, the sensory is very important. What we feel. And so that's what this addresses. And and one of the barriers, struggles, if we want to use some language that we often use breaks for the experience is you know, the, the mess, the what, yeah. wherever it's coming from. Especially for women. We will get distracted during sex thinking about a variety of things. I got to do laundry, right? You know, it's kind of a break. Um, or there's a sensory experience. I'm not going to want to have sex if I'm going to have to change the sheets afterwards. I'm just telling you. This is right? So I think this meets a need. And one, it does it in a beautiful way, which then is an addition to Absolutely all of it too. It's so. stunning. Yeah. These products are. And I mean, it's beautiful according to your flavor. They've got some really fun, sassy, bright stuff. And they've got some of the really you know, dark, comforting, warm, beautiful patterns too. I mean, it's just really pretty. Yeah. No, I love, I love that company. They, they do some really beautiful things for mm-hmm. sure. Next. Okay. So mine is, um, a lotion slash oil lubricant warmer. Um, I Ooh, think. Tell me about these things. Again, not that, that we are, yeah, <laughs> not that we are. Just talking about the ladies, but I hear this feedback. Um, We actually know this from science that when women are cold, the whole sexual intimacy experience is rough for them. Yeah. And so um, a lot of lubricants are, you know, just based on what they're made of, they, they are pretty cold. And so that does not feel good. And if you're one of those ice cube folks... I'm just telling you that's typically happening for most people on other parts of the body. 
Yeah, not your genitals. Like, let me stick this ice cube on your clitoris. That's not what's happening. Right. For most people. I'm not think about even just the way that the body's built is there has to be a warm-up process, blood flow, all those things. And so um, they make them all there, – there are kinds all out there. I'll link to one in the show notes that is actually really lovely. It's not super expensive. You can have it out. It's also great for just putting, you know, your regular favorite regular lotion. Um, lotion in there, and it's warm for um, massages or just yeah. foot rubs, or and things. it feels so good because I know when I've gone to the spa and it's warm, you know, and you get that massage and it's like, oh, that feels so good. Or for all of you mothers out there, when you've had those sonograms and someone has squirted the cold, the cold lube gel. on your belly, that feels awful. Um, and the places you know, where that would work for sex any better, it doesn't help in making the baby or checking on the baby. I so. happen to be married to a saint of a man. He rubs my feet while I drink my morning beverage mm. almost every morning. I need this lotion warmer. Yeah, it's great. It's awesome. Because it's the only thing I don't love about that experience is it's a little cold when we start off. Right. Especially first thing in the morning. So I, I think this is great for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. Um, lube, lube being number one right now. Lube being number one, but lotion. Um, and you can just, um, the one that I um, would recommend, it's it's an empty bottle. So you just put your favorite in there. Um, I do like that. You do have to give it a little bit of time to warm up. You know, it takes time to about how long? Kind of probably about five minutes, maybe oh, that's maybe not bad. 10, depending on kind of your warmth preference. So just just give it for a little bit. Yeah. So just this will also help with your foreplay, which we should all be recommending that people do more of. So more of, more time, more often. Yeah, warm up. So okay, I like that. I'm gonna give one. I can't wait. Um, my, my next one is along the same lines. Um, can I just do like a half of a one between you and I, which is like, get a good lube y'all. If yours isn't working, keep searching. There's good stuff out there. Maybe we'll do like a whole section on like the lubes we recommend at some point. Yeah. I'm actually going to talk about that in a minute. Okay, great. Okay, good. Um, okay. So mine's a little bit along those lines. Um, it, it is, there's two different things that I'm going to say that I personally like, but I also recommend like, again, going, going on the hunt for and finding what works for you because this is very personal. Um, same company, Naked Bed. Um, oh, y'all, for just, just for a second. Do y'all hear West Texas? <laughs> oh, no. Anybody? Naked? Yeah. And, and I love it. It's It'll very endearing to me. It's one of my favorite things. So what these people may not know about us is you're East Texas and I'm West Texas. Yeah. And we have met in the middle in the greater Dallas area. But it comes out. We get giggly. We start having fun, getting punchy. You or will tired. hear it. Yeah. yeah. You will hear her East <laughs> Texas. My West Texas, it definitely comes out with naked. And then like, it also, like, my eyes will get real wide. Like, real wide. So. And it kind of it kind of has been hidden over the years. But it will come out every once in a while. What else? Okay, <laughs> naked bed. <laughs> also sells um, a variety of like lotions and massage oils, but specifically, I'm a huge fan of their massage oil candle, and I I really like. They have lots of different like um, scents. Again, we've said this in previous podcasts. All you essential oil people, just no. It's it, no. It's 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 probably not going to meet your standards because I have. I have talked to you about your standards. I'm just not sure. However, 
they have worked really hard to meet a lot of standards. So give it a shot. Go read about it. I mean, it is very natural, very, very um, skin sensitive friendly. I like their amber scent. I think it's really nice. Um, This candle, and and then there are other companies that make massage oil candles. I just really trust this brand. When it melts, it's a special type of... um, it's not wax because it's massage oil, but the way, what it's made of, I'm, I'm kind of messing this up here. Um, but it melts at a, it won't get hotter than it is okay for your skin. So this mm-hmm. is a candle that you can light, let it melt a little bit, blow out the flame. That's an important piece <laughs> and you can pour it on each other. And this is not, this is not getting into that, that, that kind of, I'm, I'm trying to burn you type stuff like this candle. It, it actually, most likely will not burn you unless you just happen to have very sensitive kind of sensory responses. But I really enjoy this. Um, The oil that comes from this candle is safe for the genitals. Mm -hmm. So that can be a warmed up lube. Which is really important. The lubricant. Yeah. Warmer that Kimberly recommended. This is another alternative, um, but it's just a massage oil. Like it's so fantastic. Um, you can massage with it. You can use it as a lubricant. All of their stuff is genital friendly. Um, guys, your genitals. This goes for men and women. Okay, y'all. Um, your genital tissue and skin is has a ton of nerve endings. We like that's a good thing. That's why it feels good to do all the things and have all the activities. Um, but it also, also a very sensitive skin. So you really should not just be throwing stuff on there. I mean, some of the lubricants out there, they're like the hot, cold, spicy, this spicy, that kind of, I'm, I get so worried because those really do have hot oils or menthol oils in them. And sometimes that is too much for the genitals. So I'd be very, very careful. This has been, um, handcrafted, um, and, and well-informed in the design. So I love this massage oil candle. I think it is a huge winner. Yeah. Cuter. No, I love that. Yeah. And then it's warm too. Cause again, again, cold is not kind. Your cold hands on me. Mm-mm. No, that's awesome. I love that. Um, my next one is a white noise machine. Does not sound very sexy. Practical sexy. Don't say that. To those out there who have love language. Offspring. You have other humans living living in your home with you for whatever reason. Um, white noise machine can be very helpful as a barrier for sound. So can we get- please educate people on how to properly use a white noise machine as a therapist? Yes. So again, when we say white noise, we're kind of talking about that. You know, I think those machines sometimes it's like it's the bird noises or it's the ocean or the rain. I'm not talking about that. It's the standard, you know, actual white noise. We'll put it. We'll put a link in the show. It though. needs to be um, near the door, but on the outside of the door. Outside of the door. All these people putting white noise machines on the inside of the door, or they're putting them in the other corner away from the door. It's it's not helpful. Um, it's also like a, a nice way of, you know, it's a new, less college version of the sock on the doorknob. If the white noise machine is on <laughs> and on the outside, maybe we shouldn't come into the bedroom. No, I'm just kidding. But um, it's really helpful. I think sometimes it can help with um, those that may feel um, more, they, they need more privacy, um, you know. Privacy and confidence in that privacy is a big part of being able to relax, which is a huge part of the sexual response cycle. Yeah, so having that where you know that there's a 
barrier to the sound can be really helpful um, so that the noise isn't carrying as much, if at all. So um, just get a, get a good white noise machine. We can put a few in the show notes but um, and put it outside the door. Put it in the right place because um, if it's not, it's not helpful. Um, but it can just help. It helps, um, you know, with those that may feel anxious about sounds or things like that. It allows there to be a little more freedom and fun um, and relaxed into the space a lot more. And so, yeah, that would be a recommendation that I would make. Mm-hmm. I second that. Um, okay. This one's also practical, but I'm just telling you, uh, most people are skipping over the practical needs in their sex life in order to get to uh, just the more fun, creative stuff. And I get that, but don't skip over the practical. A space heater. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are y'all seeing a pattern here with warmth and mm-hmm. experiences? <laughs> not put your cold hands on me. <laughs> All the ladies are probably nodding their heads ferociously out there. Like, please, no cold, sexy times. No, no cold. Um, yeah, no, a space heater, and I and uh, specifically in like in our house, like I I like a cold house. Y'all are the same. I know this about y'all. Oh yeah. And so I don't really want to change that all over the whole house so I can warm up the room. So I get I get persuaded away from the experience if I have to turn the heater on in the whole house so that I want to take my clothes off. And, and here's the thing. Some people hide under blankets because there's emotional things going on. But like a lot of times, like sometimes I'm going to hide under the blankets. I'm cold. <laughs> so yeah. I'm, I am more likely to come out of said blanket if there's a space heater. Right. Um, but I, I really do want – space heaters are ideal because I don't really want to change – the whole temperature in the house, um, you know, in, in our stage of life, um, sex typically happens in the evenings after the kids have gone to bed. I like to sleep in a home where you could hang meat and store it. Okay. So like, I, <laughs> I like it cold. So I'm going to be real upset if we have like heat this whole house up. My kids are probably going to wake up too. Cause they don't want to be hot when they sleep. Oh yeah. Um, and so there's just this real practicality to, don't disrupt the thermostat and the temperature in the house. Just get a good space heater. Please get a safe space heater. They've come a long way. So you don't light your house on fire because you forget about it. <laughs> safety first. I, and safety first. Anybody who knows me knows I am never going to forget that the heat's on. I'm like, turn it off. Um, but um, one that has like a safety switch, won't fall over, won't burn stuff, you know, but a good space heater. And then you'll enjoy it probably too when you're like, it's like winter and you're like, taking baths and stuff and want to walk out of the shower. Yeah. Not I mean, well, lots of great, but a space heater, most people don't think about those for having sex. You don't have to hide under the covers as much if you are in fact not cold. Yeah. No, I love that. Yeah. I mean, just, and then, yeah, not having to heat the whole house and change the whole thing for this. Oh, I, I don't know if I would have a momentary <laughs> experience. Yeah. I do not like a hot house. Yeah. Um, but yes, but to your point, say, safety first people, you don't want to have to tell, the fire department, a very fun story about how you set your room on fire. Um, no, I love that. Um, warmth is, is so important. Um, that's good. Um, my next one is get sheets or linens that you love. Yes. And I have a million brands that I could do it. Recommend do it. And, and say that I love and, and all of that. But I recently discovered... Um, Amazon carries an incredible 
brand of sheets. It was like 37 bucks and they feel amazing. They clean well. They Are do you gonna put a link in the show not notes? wrinkle. Yes, I'm oh, going to put them. Don't a, wrinkle? Don't wrinkle. I love that. So you wash them. Because that, that affects how they look. Yes. And then when they look pretty, we feel pretty. I feel pretty. It helps with sex. Yep. Way better. Um, Including my bed. If my bed's pretty, I also feel pretty. And there's so many brands. And so, yeah, if you want to go and drop. 300 bucks on a set of sheets then please by all means do it i don't think you have to no but i do think the intentional purchase of sheets that you love is really important because i think it changes the experience a lot um you know the color the feel does it wrinkle um so i think yeah. investing in that one I think for sexual intimacy but I also think for just sleep you know and when we sleep better we have better sex uh, the whole cycle most right famous most famous I won't do the quote but most famous statement made by Helen Singer Kaplan yeah um who was a wonderful contributor um huge influencer in the field of sex therapy was that most women would do better going to something that helped them sleep better, sleep study, sleep therapy, than going to sex therapy because a lack of sleep is a significant contributor to a sex life in a negative way. And, and we have colleagues that are doing research and continuing to affirm that that is still one of the top, if not number one. Oh yeah. Negative contributors to a sex life. Yeah. Yeah. When women are exhausted, it is hard to be responsive in the sexual experience and so good sleep experiences are really important sheets help with that I mean they help with the literal you know sexual intimate moment but they also I think help with sleep and comfort you know I know some people I am Jenna included, you know, I, I don't want to sleep hot. So do nope. not put a pair of flannel sheets on my bed. Oh my gosh. Or that, jersey. Or that would be really cozy. T-shirt sheets that were popular in college. I just could never. <laughs> no. Oh, God. No. Um, so invest in good sheets. I, I think that's so important. Okay. So my next one piggybacks on that a lot. You're kind of talking about it from an aesthetics perspective. I'm going to talk about it from a distraction perspective. It is really, really common and not a flaw. Oh my gosh. Ladder for the people in the back. Women are not broken because they can get distracted during sex. Um, our ability to multitask and pay attention to the context is the gift that we give the world. It can, it can uh, cause us to be distracted in sex. And so, um, you know, we are always coaching people to like, think about your context. Um, it's why you talked about the sound machine. It's why you're talking about the sheets. And so I'm going to say this, clean the dadgum bedroom, if not the whole house. Okay. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't actually, t I mean, yes, like acts of service people, Let's me have time to rest. Like, yes, you know, this whole idea that sex starts in the kitchen. Gentlemen, if you would like to pursue your wives, do these things. That's a piece of it. The other piece is if it's a hot mess, you are not going to focus on the sex. We do not have a sex drawer that you can pull out and jump in and be singularly focused on that experience. It takes a lot of mental discipline for us. And so let's, let's, you know, um, tear down the barriers and give us some focus of just a clean space, at least in the bedroom. But I know 
for some women, and it, me included at times, if I know on the other side of that door, there's like a whole house that is a complete wreck just because of whatever it is, busyness, the kids did some incredible crafts that day, like, and, I, and that's waiting for me on the other side of the door. That's a distraction. And so a clean house, you know, uh, helps, helps with um, there being less distractions and it being a beautiful environment to do some lovemaking. So yeah, I'm going to say it, just yeah. clean up. Yeah. I think some of that too, I mean, cleaning up, you know, and being mindful of moving the laundry basket out or whatever may be in the space, but creating a system in the room where, like I know for us, it's not a play zone. Mm-hmm. We have a play area for that. Like, yeah. no, totally. if the kid no, we don't the favorite teddy bear in the room to come see mommy and daddy, that's fine. But Teddy said teddy bear must leave the room, you know, yeah. so there's not toys in there, you know, that kind of thing. Creating systems and communication where that space can stay clean is also, I think, important, you know. But then just, yeah, setting aside some intentional time because, you Like, know. it doesn't feel sexy for me to have sex in a mess. Yeah. It just doesn't. Like, that does not feel sexy to me. Yeah. It can I'm- be very distracting. Um. And then, you know, that, that mental load that a lot of women describe, um, and I would describe it myself. Mm-hmm. It's just like, okay, well, there's that load of laundry. And waiting for me. All these things are waiting for me. And so, yeah, no, I love that. That's a- It's practical, but it is really how to pursue a woman's heart. Yeah, for sure. I love it. Um, my next one, we chatted, chatted a little bit earlier, but um, a good lubricant. Um, I think this is a conversation that um, has a lot of myths around it. We won't necessarily get into all of that. Um, I think that's probably another conversation for another podcast. But um, my favorite or one of my favorites, there are several, and we can link to, to them in the show notes, is the Yes brand. Um, they do an organic <clears throat> um brand um you can buy it on amazon so like you know for those of us who live by delivery (laughs) that's really helpful they have a water and oil based um one very important use the water base for condom use so just uh most of our clients have done well with that brand there are a few that need other brands yes which is why I, i say one of my because um again um, not all lubricants are made the same. They don't always work with people's chemistry, their sensitivities, their yep. um, allergies. You know, it is um, really difficult, I think, for some folks um, who have more sensitive skin or um, mm-hmm. you know, just, just prone to responding and reacting to things that they put on their skin differently. Yep. Um, and your genitalia is very sensitive. And very. so we want to be very careful. Um, I'll also say... Sometimes um, just some good old-fashioned coconut oil, um, unless you've got allergens to that, um, is a great one. Um, you know, and it comes in the more kind of the solid and the liquid form. Um, but having a good lubricant that you love and enjoy is really important. I talked about the lube warmer, but I think the actual lube itself is super important. It's super important. Um, you want to enjoy it. You also want to feel um, safe and comfortable using it. And so I, I appreciate that more and more. I feel like each year as a sex therapist that passes, more and more companies are coming out with 
um, options for people, fragrance-free, more organic, um, because sometimes folks are putting things on their genitals that are not helpful and mm, gimmicky stuff that you'll find in some of the grocery store aisles concerns me just because, I mean, you can have or outside of the grocery store aisles, dermatitis that shows up for folks, or it can, it contributes and exacerbates pain for people. And so it really is, um, a complex decision, but just really, and some of it being willing to go on that journey and do some research and, um, kind of figure out what works best for you. Cause it really is helpful to have, um, for folks. Um, and again, there's, a lot tied to that with myths and no I think we need to go there for five minutes should we not use it because again I will talk with clients about this a lot and it's oh well if you're doing sex right you don't need lubrication Uh um and this is often directed at women at women um and um, we do a history and we figure out that she takes a daily clearance because she lives in North Texas and good gosh, the pollen counts are high. Yeah. And she's delighted to be in that experience. It has nothing to do with her arousal. If it dries out your nose. Yes. It dries out your vagina. Okay. Yeah. So lubricant is needed. It's not a, I think sometimes. And sometimes women can what we have can have what we call subjective arousal like emotionally i am aroused i want to have sex and their bodies um yeah objective arousal um don't present yeah um which again i think it's unfair and almost oversimplified but like it's like the the biological way we've only been able to measure that is through swelling and lubrication and inside of relationships it's like everybody's looking for her to be cultural slang wet and if she's not, she must not be aroused. And that is just not true. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. So and I think it, age. it does. And I, so I think for, you know, medication reasons, um, just everyone's body is different and responds differently. Lots of medications. Yeah. Lots of medications. Um, and so being willing to. Including supplements. I just keep throwing <laughs> things in. Everybody's like, well, it wasn't a prescription. Y'all. Yeah. Supplements too. So many supplements, um, just certain body chemistry, emotional responses. So lubricant isn't some white flag of failure no. to your sexual experience. It is it is a good research tool to have during your experience. Um, and I think there's, there's a lot of ways to make it fun, make it a part of foreplay. Um, I just think they're not all made with... Um, you know, sexual health in mind. And so, you know, and I've, we've all seen them where, you know, one person puts one on, the other puts one on and they make a chemical reaction. Don't do it. I, uh, yeah. I There's just, ones with menthol and all these things that spiky hot oils, like cinnamons. Right. Um, or folks idea. who are in more in the natural, um, groups of people are putting in some essential oils and things like that. And again, may not be bad, but you need to do your research before you start putting things on your genitals. And so I tend to say lean, organic, fragrance-free, um, you know, simple. I, again, I'll go back to coconut oil. I think it really, it really is great. It stays um, lubricated for a long period of time. It is very basic. You can find it everywhere. You can leave it out and no one knows what it is. It's it's really uh-huh. great. It's fun. Um, so... Again, being willing to, 
so do some research there. We'll we'll lend some resources, but I just know every everyone's experience is different. So um, it you know just because we recommend it doesn't mean it works for you. Um, but um, I think once you find one that does, it really does make the experience a lot more yeah. fun and enjoyable. Um, and you know, it can address some issues that I think couples are facing, but they won't look at the lubricant because it's absolutely, oh, we failed and we're not getting aroused enough. And so, and that's just absolutely not true. So that is. Okay. Very important. You are sort of stealing my last one. Uh-oh. Um, so my last tip is to, uh, don't overlook the kitchen oils. But I'll, I'll expand on that. You touch on the coconut oil. I think it's probably the most popular one to consider. Um, if you can eat it, and I say it this way, if you can ingest it, if you have a food allergy, do not use the oil, okay? But if you can eat it, um, because there's there's a lot of, some people could not do coconut. Some people can do almond. Um, some people can do avocado oil um, or even olive oil. But if you can eat it, the kitchen oils make great lubricants. Um, here's what you have to watch out for. Um Although some of the, you know, sexual lubricants can also stain things. Um, those are have a higher tendency to like stain the sheets. Again, get a sensual, sensual sheet. That would be a non-issue. Um, but I have found that those who really, either for convenience because they they they're out of lubricant or they just you know prefer be ultra ultra organic. Well, the kitchen oils are great, and if you'll kind of think about what's in your kitchen. Um, they, they behave differently. Coconut oil melts very fast, mm-hmm. but it starts in a solid form. So that can be kind of helpful. It's also thin. Um, like it does the job, but it stays pretty thin. Whereas actually some people want something with a little higher viscosity. Olive oil works great in that. Olive oil is a great lubricant. Mm-hmm. Um, it will stain the sheets. You will smell like an Italian <laughs> restaurant, but it's not terrible. It could be fun, okay? Um, I mean, some of my, you know, some of my favorite times when my hands felt great is when I was like cooking with olive oil and like, you know, you you wash and rinse them off, but some of that is soaked into your hands and it just it feels like I've had just had a second manicure for the week, you know? Um, so yeah, don't skip over the kitchen oil. It's actually a great option whether you're just in a pinch and you just forgot and you're out. Or if um, that feels better for you, you know, for whatever health reasons, I, I, I think that that is a very real, uh, wonderful option that, um, again, if you're not allergic to it and you can eat it, it's prob- probably okay. Um, you should always, with all of your lubricants, probably do a little test spot. Yeah. You know, right. if you have a reaction on the, the, the very far stretches and outer parts of your labia, um, not not like deep within your vagina or anything like that, like just kind of, you know, near... Um, kind of in the groin area, kind of see how you do with it um, before you you kind of jump in the deep end. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it takes a little bit of, I think, experimenting and kind of thinking through it. And again, if you eat it and have an allergic reaction, don't, don't put it on your genitals. Don't put it on your genitals. It's a bad idea. Yeah. Um, I, I just feel the need to um, go back because we've said the word gimmick a couple times. I think we need to like I think we need to like get get on a micro soapbox about that for a second. Explain to people what we mean, um, and I'll I'll start this off, and then you jump in with your brilliance because I just think people need to understand. I think I think there's a lot there's a lot of gimmicks out there um, when it comes to sex, and um, I would say 
what I want people, I guess what I want people, well, I want to help people like see the red flags. Yeah. I think that if someone presents something as a silver bullet, like it works for everyone, this is what will happen. Mm-hmm. Like not nuancing sex and like sex is a very complex process. It is not a simple linear. There's a formula for it process. It is that is not true. That's why people end up in our office. So like that is like the number one red flag when I think about like gimmicks. They're like this works for everyone and this is going to fix all your sexual problems and like this is the only thing you need. Like ring, red flag for me. I I know I'm putting you on the spot. Red flag for you, sexual gimmicks. Yeah, no, for sure. The one size fits all. I I like that one. Anything that makes you feel like you have a problem, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Like over pathologizes you? Yeah, over pathologizes you in any way. And I can think of. So just because you're different. Yeah. I think about this, you know, I mean, we talked about the lubes earlier that you should feel a warm, tingly feeling and have this explosive physiological reaction during sex. And if you're not, Use, use our lube, um, even if it burns your skin off. <laughs> just, you know, this, blisters. you have that felt sense of, I'm looking at this and. I, I felt like I was fine and now I feel like I'm broken. Oh, I'm broken. I need, I've got to have this in order to have an intimate, pleasurable experience versus, hey, that's fun. Or that may work better for us. That may be, you know, a better red flag product that that's okay but I'm talking about like oh no we're doing it wrong I'm doing it wrong this is so bad and this product is gonna gonna help me fix that I feel like if it's shaming or you're reflecting on your experience and oh that was my next one you know that is not okay uh well it's not exactly what you said but this idea of like if if someone sits in front of you and says I've had this experience, thus you should have this experience. And maybe they they also gathered with some gal pals <laughs> and, and, and colluded and decided that that's enough of a shared experience, that this is now science and research. This is a double blind. Yeah. Tested over 12 years experiment. Yeah. But, okay, yeah. y'all, if someone teaches their own sexual experience as the sexual Bible, just walk away very quickly. And I don't care if a group of 12 of them decided that they all shared that experience. That is not science. That is not research. I am glad they have a rock and sex life that do not, that's not good sex education. That is not good sex education. Yeah. It's oversimplification for sure. And I think we, and there's a wide variety of normal. Yeah. And so you're going, hey, this worked for me. It should work for you, and you should be doing it this way, and this should fix. I don't know what. I'm sorry. I, that just is, is bad. It's it's bad news. Yeah, for Red sure. Fly. Yeah, I, and again, I go back to the felt sense. Whatever it is, you're standing in an aisle, you're looking online, you're sitting in that group of friends, and you go, oh, no, I thought I was okay, and now I realize I'm not. That should be a red flag. Just because there's a book published, just because there's a product, it does not mean that it is founded on science research and good information about sex. Right. Exactly. Just go and put that out there. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to get blocked on something, but I'm, I'm picking a... 
non-specific fight with some people in the world right now. I'm like, I don't like it. No, I think it's harmful. And I, I think you and I both feel really protective about those experiences because we've personally and professionally heard them say, I'm broken, my experience is broken, and we get to the bottom of it, and it's right. really not. It's just someone said, I'm the standard for all things sexual experiences and follow this or this. I am the product that will fix all your problems because you have so many problems. You know, I think that is so detrimental to people. Yeah. Um, for sure. Okay. We put some bonus things together. Yeah. Okay. So what's your first bonus thing? Um, pelvic floor physical therapist. Um, Such a big fan. I feel like I hear more and more that people sometimes know who they are and what they do. Um, most of the time, this is not true. There are physical therapists who specialize in this incredible muscle in our body called mm-hmm. the pelvic floor, um, which affects and impacts sexual experiences um, and sexual challenges so immensely. And so um, they evaluate and work with that muscle um, for a variety of issues. Um, we recommend them a lot for female sexual pain, um, but also, you know, there are male sexual challenges. Um, there are post-birth sexual experiences for folks, yep. and they need to go see um, a pelvic floor um, physical therapist. Um I know a lot of mommies who've had babies who are normalizing um, aggressive incontinence, which is not normal. Not normal. Not normal. Leaking is not normal. There is a there is a shift in your body, but just constant leaking, and every time I move, I'm urinating on myself. Well, here's the thing: like, even if it's normal to struggle with some leaking or urinary incontinence after childbirth because your pelvic floor went through a physiologically traumatic experience it's beautiful like god made our bodies capable but there's healing go do the healing work with pelvic floor pt because you actually can do an insane amount of recovery from that i i I am not a pt but i feel like all the pts i've talked to are like no we can treat that yeah it is treatable ladies treatable so pelvic floor physical therapist um there are Many in most areas of the world. Um, they're not all created equal. I they're do not, yeah, they're not all coming from the same training and perspective. And so, um, it, you know, I, I again, this isn't necessarily a step-by-step <laughs> coaching sex therapy session. Um, but there, you know, you want to listen for someone who um, I think does a thorough assessment. Yeah. Um, collaborates well with a team because I do think other so. Disciplines. Other yeah. disciplines, so the sex therapists, um, other medical providers that kind who of who are trained in sexual medicine, right? Um, who are kind of on your team, helping you walk through that. Um, so I think thorough assessment, collaborative. Um, I'm also going to say this because I've heard this, like the, the most extreme version of what I would not want my clients to go see. They should be doing some manual work. If they just put you on a TENS unit or just put you on a biofeedback machine, which basically means you can like watch your muscles, Mm -hmm. you know, digitally kind of respond, 
or just teach you how to do dilators and they don't actually, and I, I'm sure this kind of feels maybe potentially uncomfortable to people, the listeners thinking I may need this. They, they actually get in there and, and manually with their fingers and their hands, assess your pelvic floor and do some manual work. They are extremely professional. They are, this is not like your annual at your gynecologist or your OB-GYN. It's a very different experience. They are very skilled and very professional what they do, but like the good ones, they're going to do some manual work. Mm -hmm. If you're getting only, only that other stuff, I'm concerned. Yeah. Or if they're running into, again, I I want them to do physical therapy. Um, So if they're, and I want it to be slow and conservative with a good assessment. Um, If they're doing things like, um, let's see how much tension and pain you can bear. And then we're just going to fatigue method. Fatigue method. My personal recommendation is um, run. Run <laughs> and report them on whatever thing that you need to report them on. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that is just detrimental, specifically to females. I don't feel like that's a very like nervous system trauma informed way. Like the fatigue, I'm just going to wear muscles out to where they'll learn to relax. Yeah, no, it's, it doesn't make sense. So, um, yeah, pelvic floor PT. Love it. Um, I highly recommend getting a foldable massage table. Mm. Um, I, I think that it is like, okay, guys, everybody likes the massage. Most people like massage. That's probably an overreach. Most people love a massage. It is hard to massage someone else to be the massager yeah. on a bed or a couch. Like you can't go around all four sides easily. It's like not the right height. It hurts your back. Okay, guys, these, you can get these on, I will link in the show notes. You can get these on Amazon. They're fantastic. Some of them even like um, because they're a massage table, like they fold in half, you can yeah. adjust the height and then you can even like sit up one side. So it's like, you're like half sat up, you know? Um, and you guys can take turns giving each other massages in a way that makes sense spatially. Yeah. Um, I just think it's genius. Um, and some of the exercises that we do in sex therapy, it's really made life easier for um, some of the clients I've worked with, I'm a big fan. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Massage table, portable massage table. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. And yeah, if they fold up, put them out of the bed, you can put them in the closet. In the closet. Yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. I love it. Um, my next one are kind of more book related. Um, uh, When Sex Hurts by Goldstein and Pucall. Yes. Um, Female sexual pain is a significant issue in our mm-hmm. society. It's one that we don't talk about. In fact, we have overly normalized that females are just going to hurt during sexual experiences. And it is not normal if you are in pain. If you are hurting, ladies, it is it is not okay. And I'm not talking about a momentary we need to readjust, but like, oh, it just hurts for the first few times or – it's always going to hurt postpartum or it's always going to feel this way or that's just normal or you should just push through. Um, pain is not no. a process. And I'm not talking about some of the normal um, 
age-related pain issues, though some of those need to have some support. You should still attend to those, though. Like, don't just grit your teeth through that. Gritting your teeth through pain is a very dangerous risk. Yeah, it starts processes that you do not want to, and they're... Your nervous system. Get out of them, but it's a lot of work. And so this is a terrific book to ask yourself some questions, give you questions to ask your providers, not all... um, OB-GYNs or gynecologists uh, and gynecologists trained in sex therapy. Um, some are, some are not. Some know to say, hey, that's not what I specialize in. Many Sexual times. medicine is a very specific discipline. Yeah. So this gives you a lot of resources from two folks that specialize in sexual medicine. Three folks. Yeah. yeah. Goldstein, Pucall, and Goldstein. Um, who specialize in sexual medicine to walk you through kind of narrowing down maybe what your issue might be, though you don't really have to go into yeah, and like words on how to describe it. Yeah. There's lots of like coaching in the book that like equips you to do this. Yeah. So lots of coaching on how to describe your pain experiences because it can be a variety of different dynamics. Um, what to ask providers, mm-hmm. what, who, who to seek out, who to look for, yeah. who to look for, sex therapy, uh, pelvic floor physical therapist, um, sexual medicine expert. We will probably do a huge podcast in the future about sexual pain because it's a it's a deep diveable topic. Yeah. Absolutely. But this is this book is a great start. It's so easy to use. They're they're just brilliant questions and guides. Um, so I, I highly recommend it. Yeah. I, I'll just piggyback on that and say just summary statement. Just because the doctor is an expert in sexual organs does not mean they are an expert in the sexual process. Okay? So that's just your little tidbit. They may know about your ovaries and your uterus and help you have babies and know how to give you a pap smear. That does not always mean that they are experts in the sexual process. So really try to find someone who understands sexual medicine. Uh, they are they are fewer and far between, so it, you'll have to fight for that. But we have also seen unhelpful experiences come from the doctors that we, you know, we would all assume you could you can trust with that specific issue. You know? Yeah. So, um. Uh, my next one is uh, conversation cards. You know, I have found that like in either the hustle bustle of life, the stage of life, um, or just gotten out of rhythm of dating each other, that couples have forgotten how to talk to each other. And I think it's really helpful for them to relearn how to have a conversation. And like, I'm always saying like, don't make this for all my clients, all issues. You do not get a badge of honor for doing your work the hardest way possible. So like if you know that your deficit is in some of that emotional intimacy and I've, I've, we've lost momentum on knowing how to talk to each other or we feel like we know each other but clearly we're not talking to each other, okay, do yourself a favor. I actually recently have ordered just a ton of different sets just to kind of review them so I can make recommendations. I'll put a list of the ones I like in the show notes. I really like these cards. Like there's some good stuff out there um, that actually move in and out of both like sexual dialogue, which is really important to foster, um, for your sexual life. But you also need to foster the other things like talking about family, talking about the future, talking about the self. I hope you are not the same person 15 years down the road as you were the day you, you know, made vows at the altar or started dating each other. Like hopefully you are growing. And so there are still things to talk about, but it's like, we've lost the art of talking for different reasons. If that happens to be you as a couple, do yourself a favor. Like, don't, don't make it harder than it has to be. 
let these conversation cards like help you relearn how to start the dialogue again. It's really good. Yeah. I love that. They're great. Yeah. And then you just, I mean, sometimes we just need a boost in creativity. Like, oh, that is a good question. Get and things then going again. Getting things going. That's yeah. awesome. I love it. Yeah. Um, hopefully these sassy time, lovemaking, <laughs> life hacks will help you. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed. Thank you for joining us. Arable Podcast is hosted by Jenna Mountain and Kimberly Galindo. And edited and co-produced by Chris Vargas and hosted on Podbean. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Visit our website, arablepodcast.com, and find Arable Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. You can also find both of us on Facebook. You can find me, Kimberly Galindo, on Instagram at the Kimberly Galindo. And me, Jenna Mountain, on Instagram at the Jenna Mountain.